Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisloff. I'm editor of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who is our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the Transcript yesterday, and we saw a continuation of the supply chain challenges and inflation challenges that we have been seeing for several months now. And it's not looking like these challenges are getting much better. In fact, they may be getting slightly worse. I think we would have expected these things to iron themselves out by now, but not getting any better. Any thoughts, Eric? At this point now, I'm starting to begin to wonder what kind of effect these uh, supply chain challenges will have, especially as we head into the very, very busy holiday season where it's projected that uh, consumers want to spend even more than last year. And they want to hold more parties, more more meet meetups, especially heading into Thanksgiving. So wondering, like, are retailers really well prepared? I see some of them are taking huge steps in terms of maybe ordering chartering, chartered flights. We see issues with freight charges being up because of that, as as as, as the retailers want to get their hands on as much inventory as possible, heading into a very very busy period. So yeah. I'm not sure, like, have you seen any? I'm very sure that people who are used to shopping last minute will be shocked this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right point here is that as we're looking into the holiday season, the comments that we're reading from these companies imply that there's probably not going to be enough merchandise in the U.S. to fulfill all the demand that, that will probably come through for the holidays. So actually maybe outside of just stock market stuff, it's something to put in the back of your mind. If, if you want to have presents for kids and family and stuff uh, for Christmas, you may want to try shopping early for this stuff. Yeah, it's a good point for sure. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking myself also, like in terms of planning for the holidays. It's October, but I think this is the right time to actually be planning if you want anything that is going to be delivered, especially electronics heading into um, especially as you head into the, the Black Friday uh, next month, it will be a huge backlog in terms of uh, the amount of inventory that is going, there's going to be a huge deficit in terms of inventory. So it, it, you're more likely to see a lot of empty shelves heading into the holiday season, which is pretty unusual. Um, yeah. And- I, I spoke to two fronts this weekend. One is in the apparel industry and the other is in the beverage industry. And they were both talking about just how bad supply chains are for them right now, that they have inventory stuck in at ports and unable to get, get out to customers. And they were saying, not only is it really bad right now and isn't going to get better for Christmas, their suppliers are already telling them basically throughout 2022 into 2023, they're not going to have enough volume to be able to make up the backlog that is, that's accumulating. And so... Those comments were pretty weighty to me, thinking that these supply chain challenges could last through 2022. I don't think that's something that's in the people's base case right now. So should be potentially baking that in. I'm at the point where I'm I'm also giving up on actually seeing any improvement before the end of the year. So pair the supply chain that are having a lot of issues with the I saw one survey, I think from Klarna, which showed uh, a public survey that they showed that around a third of shoppers, especially in the US, actually are going to increase their spending on gifts in 2021 compared to 2020. That tells you demand is pretty high. And again, supply is very, very, very constrained. Are there any investment opportunities that come to mind for you if you're planning for 
pretty extreme shortages of goods, maybe like eBay or something like that. I was I was going to say that, but also like the guys who may benefit a lot are the uh, these companies that are doing delivery of UPS and all this. I think they're going to have a very uh, good season in terms of delivering goods and maybe even uh, maybe start charging some of the customers that bring goods to them. The big retailers seem very well prepared for the holidays. It feels they seem to have yeah. inventory. They planned well in advance. I think they've chartered their flights there. The small retailers may be very much hit. And I think that's why companies, I think I saw a quote there where companies like Dollar Tree are also trying to test additional price points about above $1. So the smaller ones yeah. will be impacted a lot more, but the bigger ones can take up a little bit of uh, a hit on margins to keep the consumers happy and to keep them uh, coming back to shop with them. I think you make a good point about like UPS and FedEx. I think they certainly have pricing power to be able to work with the volume that they have. But one reason that the retailers will not be beneficiaries if this comes to pass is because they'll have lower inventories. They won't have the volumes to fulfill strong demand where they might have pricing power. So as you're thinking through it, have to kind of find those players who, whose volumes aren't affected by a shortage of goods, of consumer goods at Christmas time and still have pricing power in it. Those stocks may have already run, honestly, but yeah, all, all stuff to think about here. We, we should be probably searching for those over the next few weeks in our earnings calls. Yeah, gladly the Q3 earnings calls are also starting next week. So we'll be paying very, very, very close attention to this. But I think yeah. the message through and through is I think it's Bassett that said business as usual this year means raw material shortages, escalating labor and commodity costs, severely compromised logistic capabilities and unyielding global virus stubbornly persisting at home and in the industry's manufacturing centers in Asia. So I think that yeah. quote alone it puts in perspective that things are really tough. The thing to add to that quote is, again, the bottleneck stemming from Asia. And this came back to the conversation I was having with my friend in apparel. He was saying, that's all COVID related, that in Vietnam right now, for instance, there's huge lockdowns and that's impeding people's abilities to have full shifts and full output. Mm -hmm. So it's still, it's the COVID impact on the supply chain that is creating at least a bottleneck in his perspective. Something else that has become very clear uh, from the first reports that we put out today is about inflation is actually still rotating up. It's still not subsiding uh, and it's still not as transitory as expected. It would be interesting to see what other companies are saying heading into the Q3 earnings season. But so far, again, there's really not much of improvement in terms of uh, pricing and pricing is really going up in, in a lot of the retailers that you've watched so far. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. I think the inflation stuff really goes back to the impact it has on Fed policy for security and markets. And it's really surprising to me that the Fed is still so lagging with respect to inflation expectations, because I don't think that people's inflation expectations are still for a deflationary trend or you know, going back to sub 2% inflation. And one thing when at the Fed press conference a couple of weeks ago, one thing that really has stood out to me and carried with me since then was actually a reporter's question to Jerome Powell, who's the reporter said, you know, core inflation has been running above 2% for the last five years and real incomes are actually going down right now. What's your comment on that, Chairman Powell? 
And Chairman Powell did not respond to any of that, which I thought is frustrating and disappointing as a citizen, but also indicative of the the reaction function of the Fed with respect to the data and the psychological switch that that in the process of being made right now, I think. Yeah, I think the Fed, it's very clear the Fed is behind the curve. Any other quotes that may have stood out for you? And for me, it's also like the theme of going back to the office um, a little bit. We know because of the surge in the virus, companies were expecting in September, October to be the time when they return to the office. I think, especially within the US, it seems like companies seem to have given up on having employees back in the office in um, 2021. And then again, of course, a couple of quotes there we saw about companies thinking in terms of how they want uh, work from home, uh, more employees to actually work from home. So I think a lot of companies have pushed back, of course, to January, but then some of them have said like, okay, 18 months into this uh, post-experiment, I think Cloudfield was saying, we have found a new way of working and we think it's working very well for us and we'll keep doing that from now on. Yeah, I think it was really interesting to get a check back in on where companies are thinking with respect to work from home. I also think, you know, you and I throughout the year or throughout the summer, at least, had talked about how we would start to get glimpses of what the new normal looked like on the other side of Labor Day. And I think with respect to not only work from home, but a lot of elements of the economy and a lot of the ways that people are choosing to live their lives after the pandemic, it's still a lot of balls up in the air. People really are still thinking about how they want to live their lives, what their priorities are, what types of jobs they want, what work they want to do. People are still Really, my sense is trying to figure these things out for themselves right now. And so we're not in the new normal yet and may not be for some time. It, it still may take months, if not years, to really see what the full effects of the pandemic are on the social and economic fabric of the world. Yeah, I totally agree. Maybe a few, uh, one closing thought, I would say, is mostly from Cloudflare, the annual letter. Again, they said about them learning about what culture really means in the pandemic. They figured out that culture has has little to do with fan offices, plentiful snacks and uh, and adjustable desks. I think they found out it's about relentless curiosity. I mean, it's about companies learning to figure out how the, the company culture looks like without people actually meeting in person. And I think a lot of companies have figured it out. Some are already in the process, but also, again, as we head into Q3, we'd love to see from more companies on what their, what's their new thoughts now on what to do post-pandemic because they've already, they had hoped by September they would have figured out, but now they haven't. So what next? I think that's a big question we want to be checking out. Yeah, I mean, I think, you and I have talked a lot about work from home and the question of whether it's going to be a competitive advantage or disadvantage to have a workforce that's work from home. And I think right now I'm balancing out on it being a competitive advantage for sure to have your your workforce able to work from home because the best people want the flexibility to be able to live their lives the way that they want to live their lives. And that could be from anywhere in the world and working at any time. And companies that don't give them their workforce that flexibility are not going to see the best people on average want to take opportunities with those companies. 
definitely. Any other closing thoughts you have uh, for this week? We've quite exhausted all the topics, I feel. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was a light week because it was the last week of the quarter and uh, earnings season coming up soon. So we'll be we'll be back reading a lot of earnings calls very shortly. Very excited about that actually next week as banks actually report also. Uh, so I That's... think for this week we'll close there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, see you next week for on the same platform. Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye.